Robert Sapp here. Welcome to the Trinity Word Ministry Podcast. Tonight we're going to be looking in Ephesians chapter 6, starting with verse 11. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers, the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and, having done all, to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fairy darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And for me that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly as brother, as I ought to speak. Having put on the armor of God, what does that mean? And why did he call himself, why did Paul call himself an ambassador in verse 20? Well, we're going to look into that a little bit tonight in our podcast this evening. We, we all can understand what the armor is or what the armor was used for. The armor was used as a defense against the enemy. There is one, however, of these that's mentioned in Ephesians chapter 6 that was an offensive as well as a defensive weapon, but the rest of them was for protection. The whole armor of God was to protect the individual that was wearing the armor. And why? Why would we need to be protected? Because we are in a spiritual war. It says in verse 12, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Even in Paul's time, evil had permeated every fabric of society, every level of government. Every organization had wickedness in it. So in that respect, we are no different, or he is no different from us. You take on the whole armor, not just part of the armor, but all of the armor that you're able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. See, you're not to go out and attack, but you're to hold your place. You're to stand for something. But let's look at the armor. First, you had your loins girt about with truth, breastplate of righteousness, feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit. That is a complete set of armor, or it was a complete set of armor in Paul's day. Now, while Paul was writing this, he was probably chained 
to a guard, to a Roman guard, and the Roman guard had this on, or he had it really close by. He had it within arm's reach. He may not have been sitting there with Paul with his helmet and with his sword in his hand, but he had those tools really close to where Paul was at because that's where the guard was at. The loins shod with the, or wrapped around with truth. In this day and age with, with the media as we know it and as, you know, the internet, and we can, we can put something on the internet and it can go around the world faster than it could ever do before. And, you know, this podcast is actually a testament to that because here I sit in North Carolina putting this out and I don't know where this is going to go but I know that it has went around the podcast has went around the world where this podcast is listened to in multiple countries multiple states multiple cities all over the world Japan Russia China it's all over the place so we can put out a lie on the internet and it can go all over the world, or we can put out the truth, and it can go all over the world. But it's it's talking about your own sphere, I'll say sphere, your own circle. Make sure that you are surrounding yourself with truth. You ask yourself, well, what, what is truth? Well, there's only one truth, and that's Jesus Christ. He's the only truth. The rest is probably man's way of of dealing with nature and dealing with whatever. Now, when, when you see a wreck or you see an accident or you see something, an incident, you see it from your perspective. The person standing next to you sees it with his perspective or her perspective see it with their your experience they see it with their experience they may describe the incident differently than you describe the incident does it mean that you're wrong or they're wrong no each one of us sees it the way we we see it because of our experience because of our our perspective but god sees it he sees all of us he sees us all right, through his righteous eyes there's no i seen it this way one minute, and i seen it another way the next. So you surround yourself with God's truth. And that truth is that he, Jesus, died on the cross, Calvary, for each and every one of us, and that if we will confess that we are sinners and accept what he done for us on the cross, then we will become Christian. That's the truth. That's the only truth that needs to be preached and and talked about. Now, having on the breastplate of righteousness, well, what's that talking about? We know what a breastplate is. It goes over your chest. Righteousness, the Bible says, our righteousness is but filthy rags. So it's not talking about man's righteousness. It's talking about having the shed blood of Christ applied to your heart so that you have his righteousness 
in your world, in your life, in your very being. Because if it's your righteousness and not his, if it's your righteousness, it is but filthy rags. So you have to have his righteousness, the only one that counts. His righteousness applied to your heart. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. You've got to protect your feet. Yeah, you have to protect your feet. Think about it. You get up in the middle of the night. You're going to go to the kitchen or somewhere. You're going to go use the bathroom, whatever. You're going to get a drink of water. You're going to go out to the bathroom. You're going to do something, and you stump your toe. Maybe you're out working in the field. You're barefooted, and you stump your toe. Your whole body gets involved in that because your whole body's hurting. So he says, put on shoes. But for the preparation for the gospel of peace, beautiful are the feet of those that preach, the Bible tells us. And he tells us in Matthew that we are to preach to all of the world, to every nation. So we should be ready to go and preach. We should be ready to go and tell our neighbors. We should be ready to go and tell people about the gospel of peace. And that's the gospel of Jesus Christ. Not your gospel, not your story, but your story and the fact that what God has done for you or what God has taken you away from. But tell them about Jesus. Taking the shield of faith. Well, the shield is what they use to block the darts, to block the spears, to block the, the sword swings. So you've got the shield of faith. And you'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. You'll be able to, that shield of faith will protect you. It will keep you protected. You can hide behind that shield of faith when needed. But you can also use that shield of faith to protect you as you move forward with God. But that's not the defensive weapon and the offensive weapon. Take the helmet of salvation. You first got to understand and you first got to believe in your mind that Christ died on the cross of Calvary for you. If it's not in your mind first, it'll never get to your heart. You've got to believe. You've got to understand. And then he said the sword of the Spirit. That's the Word of God. That's your Bible. That's your Scriptures. That's what God is teaching you. And that's your offensive and your defensive weapon. See, because the sword blocked the other, the enemy's sword, but it also used, was used to advance the cause. Now, when we see Christ being tempted of Satan... He could have snapped his fingers, he could have done blinked, he could have thought about it, and Satan would have had a laugh. But he didn't do any of that. He responded to every one of Satan's temptations with Scripture. Now, he had just fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, so he was hungry. Physically, he was hungry. He was exhausted, and he was hungry. And Satan tempted him, said, oh, you can make these rocks, your bread. You can eat these rocks. You can turn these rocks into bread. And, and yes, God could have done that. But what did Jesus respond? He said, mm, man shall not eat by bread alone. 
You're not going to live just by food that you put in your mouth. Oh, it'll physically sustain you, but spiritually it will not. You have to consume. You have to study. You have to look at and read and seek the Word, which is your Bible. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Praying always, praying always, never cease to pray. Now that doesn't mean that you go around praying all the time, but always be willing and ready to pray. Wake up praying, go to bed praying, pray during the day. When people come to you and say, hey man, I need a I need a prayer. Well, stop what you're doing and pray right then. Don't just look at them and say, yeah, I'll put you on a prayer list. Pray for them right there. Oh my goodness, they may come to you in a store. They may come to you in the field. They may stop you on the sidewalk. So, pray. Pray where you're at. And pray for those other Christians around you no matter if they go to your church or not. Pray for them. Just because they don't go to your church doesn't mean that they're not Christians. And Paul then says, If for me the utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in bonds. An ambassador is an individual that is sent to deliver a message and is able to speak from whom he has been sent or she has been sent. Countries have ambassadors to other countries and that individual is able to speak on the behalf of the original country. The United States of America has ambassadors all over the world. Those ambassadors have the authority to talk for the United States, for the government of the United States. So that's what an ambassador is. He said, so I can be, open my mouth boldly and to tell people about this gospel, about this Jesus, because I'm an ambassador of his. And then he says, in bonds. He was, at this time, under arrest, under a Roman arrest, and he was chained to at least one guard could not go without that one guard. Wherever Paul went, that guard had to go. Sometimes it was more than one. But he had to have that one guard. I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. You need to learn to speak boldly. Use your mouth. Use your words. But, and hear what I'm about to say, but, also live your life boldly. You don't have to follow the crowd. Your mom, my mom at least, always said, well, if everybody was jumping off the building, would you jump off the building? It's kind of a funny statement that as adults we think about. But it's not funny when we realize that we're just following the crowd a lot of times. We're just following along. We don't want to be alone. We don't want to be different or looked at differently. So we just go along with whatever. We laugh at the silly jokes and the stupid jokes and the dirty jokes. 
We go to the bars and the strip clubs, and we go and do these things because, well, we don't want our friends to think that we're holy. We don't want our friends to think we're goody two-shoes. I'm here to tell you I'd rather my friends think that I am a goody two-shoes than God to know that I am a hypocrite. I would rather my friends to laugh and joke and make fun of me for you know, not going out after work and to the bars or the joint. I enjoy coming home to my, with my wife. As a matter of fact, my wife and I, well, when we're in the offices, she works in a different building than I do, but we always have lunch together. I walk over to her building and we sit down and we have lunch together. Oh my goodness, you and your wife, you must be newlyweds. Well, I guess you could say that. We've been married 35 years. We still enjoy each other's company. We still enjoy and we still take make time just to sit and talk to each other. Well, that's wrong. That's just silly. Well, you can think what you want. But if I'm there with my wife, I'm not getting in trouble in other areas. That's just Robert. And I'm not, I'm not saying, that, look at me, goody two-shoes me. I'm just saying that you know, sometimes we have to look at, are we just following the crowd? Or are we doing what God has called us to do? We are all ambassadors. If we are Christians, we are all ambassadors of Christ. And we need to start acting as such. And we need to pray this prayer that we can open our mouth boldly and make known the mystery of the gospel. I can't preach. I'm not asking you to get up at a pulpit. I'm just telling you to tell your friends about Jesus through your words and through your life, through your actions and through your speech. Think about it and put on that whole armor of God. Never take it off. Always have it on and have the sword nearby. The sword is the Word. Always have the Bible nearby and read it and study it and know what it says so that when someone comes to you, you'll have an answer because God said He would fill our mouths. But before we can, He can bring it back to our remembrance, we first got to put it there. So I'm going to close in prayer, but just remember, put on the armor and be bold. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your many blessings upon our lives, Lord, for allowing us the opportunity to come. Lord, once again, to read and to study your word. Lord, we ask that you'll move and that you'll touch, Lord, here this day. Lord, whenever anyone is listening to this podcast, we ask that you'll touch and that you'll move and that you'll bless as only you can, God. We ask this in Jesus' sweet and holy name we pray. Amen. Until we meet again, Take care of one another.